This is Tort Talk with Terrence A. Gross, a board-certified personal injury lawyer. Welcome back to Tort Talk with Terrence A. Gross of Gross and & Schuster. And, well, I'm not Terrence A. Gross. I am Paul Stadden, the person who is the host of the show. Terrence Gross is the one who knows what he's talking about. He is the legal expert, the one who's actually going to be giving the advice we give on these programs. I just know what questions to ask. And every single week, we come up with more questions that you will want answers to. And I know that because, well, y'all are listening. We want your feedback. If you have any ideas for future topics, we'd always love to hear those. If you have a desire to rate and like the show, we'll Go ahead and do that, too, on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure that you share it with your friends as well. And Terrence, I'm so glad to have you back in the studio this week. we got some really cool, interesting topics. Thank you so much for joining me again. Glad to be here. So can I ask you the, how do I put this, proverbial question? Sure. So I've always wondered if a person represents themselves on an injury claim, do they actually have a, quote, fool for a client? I would say 98% of the time, yes. That's actually a lower number than I thought you were going to give. I thought it was going to be a triple-digit 100%. Well, we'll get to the uh, other percentages, but, but hmm. really, yeah, there's a lot more to it than meets the eye. Uh if people just think, oh, you get a lawyer and he writes a letter and he, they, and the the insurance company just carries wheelbarrows of money to uh, the law office and so mm-hmm. forth, and nothing could be further from the truth. And uh, I, I'm just amazed sometimes at very legitimate cases that I have that I prepare them and I write the demand letter and then we get dis- disappointing uh, offers. I got a lady right now uh, that is set for surgery. She's okay. got a herniated disc in her neck, a herniated disc in her upper back, and the neurosurgeon says you need surgery. And there's only a hundred thousand limits, so I demanded a hundred, which should be a no-brainer. And the insurance adjuster offered me eight thousand dollars. And I'm wondering, okay. are we even looking at the same file? Did you read my letter? Did you read the contents? And that's with a lawyer. I mean, so imagine without a lawyer. But again, there's so many ins and outs. So let me just tell you a a story because you know I love telling my stories. I love your stories too, so this works out nicely. So about 10 or 15 years ago, a guy comes in and, you know, at that time, let's say I was in my early 50s and this guy was probably in his early 70s. So he's 20 years older than me. Looked very serious, had sort of a scowl on his face, like he didn't really want to be there. And then I asked him, uh, well, what do you do for a living? Uh, I'm an insurance adjuster. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And so we find out that he was in a car wreck, and he was an insurance adjuster for hurricane claims. Okay. But he's pretty savvy. I mean, you're in the trade, okay? Sure, sure, sure. You know how to negotiate, and and you know how insurance companies work. So he, he he knew all that. So the person that hit him had a 50,000 limit. He had written a great demand letter asking uh, for the 50,000 and the adjuster had offered 14,000 and he was miffed. He was mad. He didn't want to get a lawyer and he was kind of coming to me like it's almost like when you're young, you're probably too young to remember castor oil, but when we oh, were gosh. sick yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. as little kids, you had to drink castor yep. oil yep. or whatever it was, you know, that was nasty mm-hmm. or like getting a shot. You had to get, uh, uh, you know, some kind of p- 
penicillin shot or something. So at the end of the day, he, he didn't want to be there, but yet he knew he had gone as far as he could on his own. Hmm. So I get in there, and six months later, I get the 50000 and we're settling, and he looks up, and he goes, uh, so how'd you do it? I said, do you want to know the truth? And I go, and he goes, yeah. I said, I really didn't do a whole lot more than what you did. I mean, I, I, I just pretty much threatened the lawsuit and, and, and all these things, but I was a lawyer. It was on my letterhead. Right. And in that given case, it was enough to make them kowtow when they saw that I wasn't going to budge. You know, I think they'd offer 25, then they offer 35. They're just trying to see, would I get weak and take less? Right. And I would not. And huh. and once it was, I pushed it as far as we can go. And, and on the eve of filing a lawsuit that they, they just rolled. And and so forth, and that's something he couldn't do. So without a lawyer, they just don't have that kind of fear. Let me right. tell you another story. We have Hurricane Ivan, and uh, my wife's mother, which would be my mother-in-law, right, uh, lived about ten houses away from us, and a tree had fallen, and a limb had sort of spiked her roof, and the tree limb went all the way through her roof. And when they got the, the tree off, you could see daylight in her kitchen. You could look up in her kitchen and see daylight. And well. um, so the, I, uh, the State Farm adjuster was coming over, and my mother-in-law is not a negotiator. And she says, could you come over, Terry? But mm. I'm working in my yard cleaning up stuff. So I come over in gym shorts and a T-shirt. I hadn't shaved in two days right. and flip-flops and all that. So I'm coming over there, and I'm listening to all this. And so... Uh, my mother-in-law had found a young man that was doing roofing already in the neighborhood before the hurricane, and she flagged him down and said, would you do my roof? And yes, I can. I can do it for 6500 which was a deal. Oh, well, and so yeah. he was a local guy, and he had a license and all that, but he was just a young fella. And and uh, and um, she was one of the first ones to ask him, so before everybody piled on him. And uh, so the State Farm Adjuster offers, offers her 5000 and I'm listening to this, and I said, ma'am, do you realize that in one month or two months, every roofer is going to be asking 10, and if we delay that hole in the ceiling, rain's going to come in, the cabinets are going to warp. Uh, she had Formica. I mean, it's my... You know, well, sure, sure, sure. Okay. So I said, the cabinets, you're going to... This is going to turn into a $50,000 claim, and she's looking at me because she didn't expect this guy to be, to be talking this way. <laughs> and uh, she looks around and says, uh, okay, 6500 All right, then. Okay. Yeah. Well, what <laughs> Thank you. But, but, but my mother-in-law would never have been able to do that. And, and uh, whatever. But it just, it's unfortunate that's, that people have to use lawyers all the time. But insurance companies, I'm not down on them. People think that I'm down on insurance companies. I mean, they are corporations, they are businesses, and every business in America has something in common. They want to make a profit. Mm -hmm. So with insurance companies, they take in your premiums, that's their income, and to get a profit, they have to pay out as little as they can on losses. And if the losses exceed the premiums, then they're not profitable. It's just that. It's just simple math. And so that's what a lot of it comes from. But... Um, and, and every company's different. Every case is different. But but rarely do insurance companies do the right thing. Uh, there is, I can mention companies by name. I don't care. All right. Uh, Progressive. 
progressive is very proactive in offering money as quickly as possible after wreck a Ooh. day or two or three as you call them because most people are calling about the car the first phone call is about the car right it's damaged and whatever but meanwhile they say well okay we will work out the property damage but how would you like another three thousand dollars on top of that and you're going, huh? Really? Another three thousand? All right. Yeah. And all you got to do is sign this this bodily injury release, and we'll give you another three thousand on top of your car. Ah. And so what you're doing is signing away your birthright. Right. <clears throat> and right. it reminds me of the biblical Cain and Abel thing, you right. know. So at the end of the day, nothing's for free. They don't give out free money, and adjusters. What I know about adjusters is these companies do not pay these adjusters to give away money right they pay them to save money that's how they earn their pay anybody can give away money so it, they're not the good tooth fairy but what they're hoping and it works better young people so you're 21 years old you know you don't know much three thousand sounds like a fortune now you take the three thousand and and you sign your life away, and these people oftentimes into my office about two months later when they're stove up and and they're really hurting and they can't go back to work, and I get, I hear the whole story. They tell me the whole story. I said, "You got one hell of a case." I'm saying, "You you, you know, I, you got an MRI here. You got a herniated disc. Yeah, I'll take this case. Oh, by the way, let me show this piece of paper." And I look at it. And I said, "Ah, uh, <laughs> oh. that's a bodily injury release. Are you over eighteen? Yes. Were you drunk at the time? No." Well, I can't help you. What do you mean mm. I can't? You, you, you've settled your case. You went and settled. You jerked the rug out from under me. I, I cannot set this thing aside. And so they, they act quickly before you really know the nature and extent of injuries. Because most people, truthfully, don't run to a lawyer. You're banged up. <clears throat> your neck hurts. Your back hurts. Um, some people get better within a week or two. A lot of people get worse. You know, you, they, they think, I'll, I'm just going to lay low. I got this extra medication in my medicine box. I'll just take the medicine. I won't see a doctor. And they're just hoping it'll go away. And then all of a sudden it doesn't. And then right. they try to return to their normal duties at work or at their sports. And all of a sudden they can't do this. They can't do that. And, and then all of a sudden an MRI comes up and then there's a herniated disc. Well, this just goes to show me that the expertise of knowing off the top of your head, the kinds of questions to ask and the, the route to take and the ways in which an insurance company may, I don't want to use poor language here, but um, not take care of you in the way that you would like. We'll just phrase it that way. Um, there's this this thing where I don't know uh, necessarily in the moment what questions to ask, but you would. You know, going back to your example with, the, with your mother-in-law. Um, so then... That kind of brings me to a question that we may have to deal with next week because we're getting pretty close to the end of time here. Um, well, um, why don't we save that? And let me make yeah, one well, closing comment. Okay. And then we'll, we'll get to our uh, uh, further questions for the next show. Okay. But uh, I, I would say that, that uh, by and large, it, it, the, the insurance companies are just programmed to strike fast and low ball. And a lot of times it's like poker. Sometimes mm. the only way to, to really get their attention is to go all in. When you shove right. all your chips in, that's following suit. When you say all in, in a lot of cases, I'll get low-balled. We're not paying a 
penny over twenty five thousand. Right. You file a lawsuit, and all of a sudden, three weeks later, there's a lawyer calling you up. Uh, Would you take that fifty limit? Uh, <laughs> sure, buddy, I'll take the fifty. Right. And it cost me six hundred to file suit, but you filed suit, and and, they, and a lawyer looked at and goes, "What are you guys doing here? I mean, are you stupid?" Right. And, and then and that does happen. Not all the time. It does happen. But uh, it looks like we are out of time. We are. Um, but if you want to call me ever on a personal injury case, I'm in my practice with my three sons. And you can call us at 850-434-3333 or visit us on the web at grossenschuster.com. Well, thank you so much for joining me here today, Terrence. Next week, we're going to get into maybe some instances where people might be better off without a lawyer. Uh, strange question, but I think I'm going to look forward to what your answer will be. Thank you so much for joining me, Terrence. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Thanks.